episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Rue's bad mood continued through another week as the Queens Across the Pond played Snatch Game, while two will be shouting their way out the door. It's time to chat all things Drag Race UK3. Joining me is the newest transport to jolly old England, Ariella Grande. Hello! Oi! Oi, you alright, babes? How's your um, accent? Um, I think it depends on how drunk I get and who I'm the most comfortable with out of my new mates. Some say it's quite good. Some mm. say, please stop. Um, I mean, if you recall before I left, I was trying to just use it as much as possible so I wouldn't embarrass myself here. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing okay. I, I try really hard not to. But I have are you better up. than are you better than Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. We're just checking. Um, and you picked up some like lingo. I'm not doing like a cockney moment. It's always just like, you know, just standard Brit, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you picked up all the lingo? Are you you well-versed? Snog, mates, tube, cuppa, you know, all the basic ones. Telly, lift, flat. Telly, lift, flat. Yep. Uni is what we call school Mm -hmm. here because school stops at like, you know, at like 10. (laughs) So things are good over there. You're enjoying it. Things are good. We just fall, fell back an hour. So me and Michael had a weird time difference moment to get this scheduled. Um, and I'm a little bit under the weather just from go, go, go during Halloween weekend. But, you know, it doesn't change. Just trying to do everything. And and you have been gigging. You've been out um, as Harry Legrande performing and people are loving you. Uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I have been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and and how's the reception? Or, or is there a big difference between performing in New York and com- compared to London? I think the performance style is like the same for me. I would say the one big difference that I've seen is it's twofold. So one, and this is kind of, this is going to be reading like all of New York. So one, it's the venues take care of you in terms of like their space, you know, which we've known in New York, there's not a lot of space, but there is getting ready rooms. A lot of people just come to the gig in face and get ready full body, you know, corset, hosiery, all of that, like in the space. So you're not like full rush. Um, And they also like shout you out, follow you on the Insta, you know, market you and like help you there, which is great because, you know, it's a business and if you want money, let them know what's going on. And then second, um, there's a, it's a lot more like production um, mm-hmm. in terms of just, you know, it's, it's, you know, some of these shows that you're paying for are just like one hour, 15 minutes maybe, but it's number, number, number. It's good. It works in the theme. There's lighting, there's tech. It's just, it's production, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And for you as a performer, you're used to like walking around the audience, picking up tips. Not the same there. What have you had to adjust or and and do more performing and fill those gaps? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, a little bit more stand up instead of like collecting tips. I'm giving them my card, which you can't see right now because uh, there we go. Um, there we go. You know, so it's just, it's kind of more chat, chat, chat. Um, you know, the booking fee is cuter because you're not innately getting tips. Um, and then even for myself as a consumer, I keep on reminding myself that I'm paying up front for a ticket. A lot of things are ticketed here. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're paying anywhere from eight pound to 15 pound for uh, an event, but that goes to them, you know, cause we're not tipping. Right. So it's almost, it's almost on the front end as opposed to the back end. Nice. Yeah. Well, I have some drag news of the week that we have to discuss before we dive into the episode. Are you ready? Yeah. Drag Race Italia will officially begin on November 18th. Yes. Three iterations of Drag Race will be on Thursday for a couple of weeks. Pure chaos. Pure yeah, utter I chaos. Listen, I mean, we kind of spoke about this a little bit when we were planning um, me coming on for this episode. I just, is it because it's not real? Is it because they're all not real? Is that why? Or are they just like... Well, I, I had posed the question on Facebook and someone did reply and I was like, okay, that that is a, a solution I could buy. You know how we have like America's Got Talent and there's Britain's Got Talent and all the countries have their own show. Well, it's for their market. They're not looking internationally. But Drag Race is, a, I feel like, a little different of a beast because it's all under WoW Presents. Um, so they should have a little more coordination, but it, I guess it is really truly for the home country as opposed to globally. Yeah, and I also think about, like, it, it is similar over here that in um, some of the viewing parties are all streaming too, right? So, like, the streaming happened, like, the, the parties, the viewing parties are at, like, 7 p.m. because they know as soon as you log on to anything, it's going to be seen because that's right. when it airs. So, like, I mean, I haven't even watched Canada from last week, you know, like, I, so I do understand that you kind of can create your own timeline with it but if you want to be in the know and you want to keep up i mean obviously someone like you who does this it's exhausting yeah yeah it is it is well speaking of drag race uk3 how are you enjoying the season so far um i think it's a little lackluster compared to the last two seasons mm -hmm. um I was super excited because there seemed to really be a lot of personality in the first couple of episodes. Um, and well, I mean, we'll get to it, I'm sure, because this episode kind of threw for a loop. But um, I, it's, it's um, the way that I feel is I always enjoyed UK compared to the last couple of US seasons because it wasn't so formulaic. Rue looked like they were having more fun. Um, and it wasn't as produced. And I think now we're getting into that season six, seven, eight of US season where like mm -hmm. it is super produced. They have more of a budget and it is just becoming X plus Y equals Z. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know... 
it is what it is, but it's like, do something different. Yeah. Have you gotten to meet any of the girls? Um, I met Crystal Versace out one night. Um, I think, I think I just a quick hi chatted Kitty a little bit on the socials, um, dying to meet river. Um, but no, I haven't met anyone else out cause they're, they're all at like their own functions now, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, is Crystal's head as tiny as it looks on TV? Yes. And their fillers are just as big too. Not surprising at all. Okay. Well, let's dive into the episode. It is after elimination. Scarlett has sent Charity home and she is proving that she's never going to give up. River says there is a negative aura coming off of Scarlett, but they just voted their opinions. So she's going to make it even worse and ask the group, does anyone think that Charity should have gone home? And Scarlett's like, I've got nothing left to lose, bitches. Give me the truth. Teresa says Scarlett beat Charity. Kitty agrees. Crystal too. But River says it was a tough call. Scarlett said she was angry and untucked, so she took the fight and brought it to the lip sync. Do you think Scarlett won the lip sync? I do think Scarlett won the lip sync. I agree. Yeah. What was I, River doing? Is she just trying to instigate? Yeah, I think River was just trying to instigate. Um, it just I, just, I just thought it wasn't necessary. Like, I mean. No, not at all. You know, eh, whatever. Ella says to Scarlett that this is why they want to see her not moping around and the fire is still lit because Scarlett snaps again saying that Charity was the one moping around, not her. Well, they all know that they disappointed Rue and know that the Rue Peter badges are not granted every week. So was anyone actually worried? Well, Teresa says she was, though they commented on her comedy, but she wasn't worried about her outfit. Vanity is going to ask a quick shady question to Teresa and asks if she thinks her comedy is always going to get her through the competition. Well, she says it's gotten her by this far, making them laugh. She throws it back and asks Vanity if she can learn a little bit about her comedy. And then we have Scarlett, who will pick it up and remind everyone that Vanity had something to say about her comedy. And Vanity is like, are you going to rely on your one single talent that you have? I mean, she did win the sewing challenge, but so that's at least two. But, oh, Vanity... I can't figure out why I keep hating on Vanity. I don't know if it's the edit or if I just don't like her as a drag artist, but this was not a cute look. Yeah, it um, it didn't really do them a, a it was a disservice to themselves for sure. Um, it's like then, delusion to the extreme. I mean, listen, you know, they're all there for a reason and, you know, Rue chose them, et cetera, et cetera. I can't imagine being put in that pressure pressure cooker for however long that they did this and and whatnot. But yeah, it just, um, it also is just like, mm, you know, Vanity Vanity does have a badge, but you know, you look at the girl group challenge and it's like, mm, did you all really deserve that one? I don't think so. Right. You know, Absolutely. And, um, it's, you know, it's one of the cop-outs too. You know, I go back to the first series and you're just like, Blue, did you deserve, like, you know, like, I feel like the three of them did, like, I don't know. It just, it was all different levels. Like the three of them did. I, I mean, did. going back to the girl group challenge, yes, the Frock Destroyers all deserved it. Yes, the United King Dolls all deserved it. Pick and mix? No, not, I can't defend that one. River should have gotten it alone. Yeah. 
But Rivers' runway was also not. I thought it was Chorizo. I thought Chorizo should have won that challenge. Fair, fair. Well, the girls get out of drag, but we have to discuss. Have you ever been in Kitty's position and got stuck in your drag? I do live alone. Um, and I lived alone in the States as well. And there have been a couple of times where you're trying things on and you just, hey, I have broad ass shoulders. And you're just like, fuck, this isn't coming off. Um, but fully ass stuck, no. No, you never need someone to pull you right out? No. That's good. That's good. Well, they do a conga into the workroom. It's a new day, but there was no party games last week. They need to smash it this week. Kitty says it's week six and asks if everyone is ready to show their one single talent. Vanity has now realized that that's going to be her line for the whole season. I mean, Ariel Grande, great... what's your one single talent? <laughs> I'm sucking dick. Yeah, that, that checks out. Um, that I checks actually, out. I actually am doing a marketing strategy for Hariola right now for legitimate mm-hmm. my master's program and I am writing things out like my slogan you know lots of hair great mouth in a full master's paper mm-hmm. right like personal essay which is very funny um no I would say my one my real one single talent is um is just hosting I think I'm a, I think I'm great on a mic Scarlett has now realized that this is a competition, and while she thought she was making friends, she's now just going to have to fight on her own. Cue the eye roll from Crystal. River brings up again the fact that it's not personal, and Scarlett's like, it is. You all said my name and questioned my character because you said I talked over you. And then Crystal gets in and says it's not that deep, and Kitty is sitting there like it's Wimbledon with the back and forth and back and forth. (sighs) I do feel bad here because here's the thing. It goes both ways, right? Like, more often than not, we've seen in when this is questioned to the contestants that someone has to go first and second. And more often than not, it just dominoes down the line because then it's everyone said the same person. No one's getting pointed at specifics. Right. So, like, did everyone think it was um, uh, Miss Scarlet to go home? Like, I don't I don't know, you know, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that is what was said. So it's like, how do you differ? Like, I I don't think I'd be able to bounce back from that. That's fair. That's fair. Rue arrives and gets them set up for two big classic challenges. First up, it's the reading challenge. Get ready, because this is about to get hot in the library. Are you ready to go through these these reads? Yeah. Okay. Teresa, Crystal Versace, your makeup is so busted. Oh, wait, that one was for Vanity. Crystal, your wigs are so ugly. Oh, wait, that one was for Ella. Crystal, your tights are so dirty. Oh, wait, never mind. Fuck you, bitch. Okay. Reading yourself, it's always a great way to start. It is a great way to start. But, like, I still don't understand where this dirty tights thing came from. Like, I never it saw it. It must have been in off... Uh, well, I mean, there there was one episode when she wore the white tights that you could see the the messiness of it. Um, so I guess maybe it's more of an inside joke off camera. Um, okay, well, I mean, they need to fucking explain that. Teresa yeah. on Ella. Uncle Nick. I mean, Ella Bidet. You look like such a beautiful man when you're in drag. Easy. Easy one. Yeah. Teresa on Kitty. Kitty's got no badges, but you'll get one at DragCon. 
That one was very good. I I like that one. Yeah. Um, Vanity Cern, Vanity on Ella, Veronica Green. I mean, Ella Bidet. Do you know what you remind me of? Unseasoned chicken. Okay. She's got no flavor. Yeah. Vanity on Scarlet. How many like times like do you need like to say like before you like get like the sentence out like? Scarlet will then snap back and say, at least she's well-liked, to which Vanity says, not last week. Woo! Scarlet's fiery. She's not feeling it. Yeah, I think that this was a great time for Scarlet. Like, this was a great time for the reading challenge to happen for Scarlet. Have, I also, have you noticed the likes a lot? Because I haven't. No, not at all. I also, I think that's maybe another thing that's just, like, conversational in person, like, them as, yeah. as a human. Um but maybe they edited it out, but then like for continuity and consistency, like that just doesn't make sense to me with the same thing as the tights. Like if you're showing right. something off camera and it's something that's off camera that's happening, us as an audience, like I just, I'm lost. Yeah. All right, River on Teresa. You're the horniest bitch I've ever met. Sometimes when I hug you, I can feel your Teresa. I felt that hard because I feel like that's me and drag sometimes too. I was going to say that. Yeah, that's you. That's totally you. Uh, River on Scarlet. It is. She waits and waits and says, sorry, I didn't want to say anything in case you interrupt me. See, that got personal. That was personal. Yeah. I, um, I also do that as well. Like that's, I think one of my biggest downfalls. Um, but if someone's attacking you, it's hard not to, you know, get over them and, and, and interrupt them. I really, I enjoy Scarlet. So like, I do too. I think that they have what it takes to make it to top three. I think that we haven't seen as much as we could from them. Um, so yeah. Crystal on river river meh way easy, pathetic, not, not, not impressive. Yeah. Crystal on Scarlet. I want to say Scarlet Harlot, but she's nothing of the sort. No. Crystal and Kitty. Kitty Scott pours. Crystal's bad. Yeah. Ella on Teresa. Proof that in every good gene pool, there is a shallow end. Cute. Ella on Kitty. She's described herself as having the body of a Greek goddess but I am the one who has to tell you that Buddha is not Greek. Okay, that's funny. Kind of mean, but funny. I don't think I found that. I don't think I heard that one. That's good. Yeah. I had. I will admit I had to understand it the second time when I had the subtitles on. Oh, because that... captioning. Yeah, it's the accent. They're thick. I, I, I haven't acclimated to them yet, so I'm learning. All right, Scarlet, it's your turn. Scarlet on Teresa. I know we're in a pandemic, but girl, you and your fashion sense have don't have to be two meters apart every fucking week. Also, here's a word you've never heard in a dictionary. Detergent. Use it. I guess she's smelly and dirty. I don't know. I think Teresa's adorable. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to why she's become one of my new favorites, but we have to wait to the end of the episode for that one. Scarlet on Vanity. It's ironic that you call yourself Vanity because someone who's vain might know how to do their makeup. It's good. Mm -hmm. Scarlet on River. 
Geez, I didn't see there. You make absolutely no impression at all. Okay, now she got a little personal, but shots were fired first. Yeah. Scarlet on Ella, you are the trade of the season, but it's just a shame you can't trade that for a personality. We've heard that one before, but it was funny. Kitty on Vanity. The judges say you're coming to the competition slowly but surely. Now I just can't wait for your wardrobe to arrive. That one was really good. I like I like that one. Kitty on River. I would make a joke about the fact your name's a river and you're coasting, but you have more badges than me, so props to you, Mama. At least she's self-aware. Oh, totally. Those are always, I feel and, like, the best reads. Absolutely. And Kitty on Rue, thank you very much for having me, sweetheart. <laughs> and that's the reading challenge. Not too bad. Not the best, but not too bad. I actually, I think that, I can't remember who won, so I'm excited for you to tell me. But I do the think The library that, is closed. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I do, like, any time <clears throat> you go to Rue, I think it's funny. You know? So, like... Yeah. Kitty going, I remember when Kitty, I was like, is she going to? And then I was like, okay, that's like, that's sweet, you know? And like. Yeah. Well, the winner of the challenge was Theresa May. You, you can always tell through the edit, like whoever has the most um, is usually the one who's going to end up winning the challenge. So good job to her. Well, it's time for the reveal, the moment we've been waiting for. It's time to play a snatch game. Get your British celebrities handy. You're going to need them. How are you doing with British pop culture? Um, I knew not a lot of them. Have you caught an episode of TOWIE yet? No. No? No, I haven't really had time to watch the telly. Do you have a telly? Do you have the BBC? I have a television in my flat, but I do not have... I haven't turned it on. I've been using my laptop and I have mm -hmm. the BBC, um, but I don't have a real license. It's a fake license. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vanity tells the girls she will be doing Jocelyn G. Essen and her character, Ms. Kingston. She has grandparents that look and sound like Gladys Kingston, so it's what she knows. I was unfamiliar with this character. Did not yes. know it. Very British. Crystal will be doing Selena Mazinski, a.k.a. Charity Shop Sue. She is iconic and delusional fuckwit energy. I do know who uh, Charity Shop Sue is because she did the uh, special last year for the crowning. So last year, last season, it was not a year ago yet. Crazy, right? <laughs> she did the what for the crowning? She, she did like a whole special with the, the final four for the crowning episode. It okay. was a it was like a um on on the YouTube. Yeah. All right. Rue's gonna come in and oh Rue is Rue's got a lot of opinions. So Teresa considers herself a funny queen, so she's expecting to rise to the occasion. With Rue, she tells her she will be doing Margarita Prakatan. Rue knows her from public access TV. I was unfamiliar with her, but if you want to go watch some absolute crazy bullshit, go YouTube her. She is insane. I mean, I, think, I, thought, I thought it was a really smart choice and like Teresa was yeah. clearly comfortable with it. And yeah. I mean, we can get back, we can get to the critiques later, obviously when we go through it, but um, I thought it was fun. Yeah, Teresa shows us, she was a singer with very open eyes and a really big smile. Um, I did watch an episode or a, a bit on YouTube where she is a guest on the show. The other guest on the show is Liza Minnelli. 
and she comes out and plays New York, New York on like a jankity ass keyboard in her Spanish accent. Insane. It was, you couldn't even imagine. And Liza is giddy and also has no idea what to do in the situation. Very mm-hmm. funny. Very, very funny. Well, Rue tells Teresa that she has an advantage that she's naturally funny. So she had done any worldwide superstar like Cher, it would have worked. And Teresa tries doing Cher and it is dumb, but Rue loves it. So switch? What is going on? I don't know. What is Rue thinking? I don't know because it was like, like four for four, right? Or something like, like it was, I know we're getting ahead, um, but. Usually Rue is like, what else do you have? And and Rue will be like, do that one. She's picking someone she probably never done before. Yeah, it was, I mean, at that point, I feel like, I don't know, would production have given Teresa a black fucking straight ass weight? Like, I don't know. No, she, she would have had to get one from one of the queens, I'm sure. I mean, Ella joins Rue and says she will be doing Mystic Meg. She would predict the lottery and she would usually be wrong. She's a British icon for Ella and she wants to prove to the girls that she is, in fact, funny. With a theater background, Ella does, in fact, know the rules of improvising. Yes, and... So let's put it to the test, as Rue asks to see her other choice, Nigella Lawson. Ella nails it, and Rue can't stop laughing. So it's time for a character change. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Nigella Lawson? I'm familiar with Ella's Nigella. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Okay. Scarlett is not, in fact, doing Jodie Foster as Rue thought. Scarlett was planning on doing UK star Danny Dyer. Rue reminds Scarlett that she had a rough couple of weeks. It's been a whirlwind, and she didn't think she would be in the bottom. Well, she, you're going to bottom, and if you're going to bottom, you're going to bottom for me. So thanks, Scarlett. I love you. Anyway, why do the girls think she's giving up? Well, they think she's giving up, and she's pushed herself so hard to a breaking point. And as she's talking, Rue is like, I'm getting Tilda Swinton. Okay. And Scarlett shares that she gets Tilda Swinton or Macaulay Culkin. And suddenly, Rue is like, ding, ding, ding. Scarlet lobbies with Rue to do a Macaulay Culkin impression. And I don't think we have seen Rue laugh this hard since Miss Vanjie and her exit, like, physically almost fell over. It was so stupid. Yeah, it was stupid and dumb. Why? did Like, I understand it, but she was not prepared for this. And she actually took the bait, like, unlike Teresa. I, I think maybe in the moment, like, because they had just lip sync, right? Mm-hmm. Twice, two weeks in a row, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah two weeks yep. in a row that, like, um, it was like, mm, I'm just going to take the instruction. This is what they're telling me, and I, that that cackle goes forever. Like, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I have a lot to say when we get to, like, actual critiques of the Snatch Game, though. <laughs> Kitty is with Rue, and Kitty pulls out the teeth and reveals she's doing Still a Black. Suddenly, Rue is once again playing mind games and is making a queen switch. That is, as you said, four in a row. Yep. She tells her, and it's not a read, that looking at her, Gemma Collins would be someone that she would do. And Kitty says she didn't want to do Gemma because her sister Cheryl Holt did it and even borrowed her wig for it. Rue tells her that she's so funny and that she was the one of the shining stars of last week's disaster. So, we got another switch. We're getting another Gemma Collins. 
River is next, and she'll be doing a, a Towie girl known as Amy Childs. It'll be the Battle of the Towie Babes. Her other choice was Colleen Ballinger, a.k.a. Miranda Sings, and I'm just waiting for someone to do it. I've... We almost had it. We almost had Miranda Sings um, on season 11. I didn't know that um, that's who that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not Miranda British, though, right? No, 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 no. Uh, so yeah, Ariel, um, Ariel Versace was going to do uh, Miranda Sings, but she was eliminated the episode before. Wait, I'm just realizing what Towie stands for. Oh my God, I'm terrible. <clears throat> Whoops. Yeah, come on, get with it. Yeah, the I only way it. is exit, Essex. I know. Rue tells her that she's really funny and she wants her to embrace it. And River says the stuff she's holding back on her are the stuff people love about her. Rue reveals that the celebrity contestants are Judy Love and Girls Aloud Nadine Coyle, and Kitty is dying. She is getting so many girl group divas, and she loves Nadine so much. <laughs> we see her do Nadine's iconic line, I'm Nadine Coyle from Lark Hill and Derry, born 15685. That makes me a Gemini. And for those who don't know, Nadine was a contestant on Pop Stars Ireland, and she lied about her age, got found out because she said her actual birth year, and... This is also how a lot of people learn how to do the dairy accent. Yes. Are you, are you a fan of the dairy girls? I am a fan of the dairy girls. And also I did know about this clip. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who want a, re- a little bit of background on it, you can see um, previous judge Nicola Coughlin of dairy girls and Bridgerton on a guest spot of the Graham Norton show who is one of the judges on Drag Race, tell the story of how she learned the um, dairy accent was through Nadine Coyle's clip on YouTube. That's um, actually how I know about, that's how I know about it. Mm -hmm. It's so funny, so ridiculous. All right, let's head over to Snatch Game. And I just got to say it, the Snatch Game got an upgrade. It looks like a really chic set. I love the purple accents they had on there. It was a very nice set. I was a little bit thrown off because usually it's an even number. There's seven of them right now, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there's there been a couple times when we've had an odd number. I don't like it. Seven is, why? Because you like the, the even split on the top I and like bottom? I like the even split. It's usually four, four, right? It's usually when mm-hmm. they're at eight. We've had three, three, two before. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. It's time to meet the contestants. First up, we have Nadine Coyle, who apparently ate a cow's anus on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. And next, we have Loose Women and current Strictly Come Dancing contestant, Judy Love. Were you familiar with Judy Love? I was not familiar with Judy Love. I mean, you don't watch Loose Women every morning on the, on the telly? I don't watch Loose Women, and all I, can th- all I could keep on thinking about was Lonnie Love. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you know what Loose Women is? I think I can understand. What is it? What is it? A sure. British talk show about women being loose. It's basically the British version of The View. Uh, oh, I missed The View. Yeah. Um, they, but they have more of like a rotation every week, every day. So it's not always the same five. There's more of a rotation. But okay, that's let's meet our stars. GC, baby. Um, it wouldn't be Snatch Game without her. Literally, Gemma Collins has appeared as a character or herself in all three seasons. Yeah, because... They were on, so they they uh, were one of the panelists last year. Yeah, so Cheryl did, uh, mm-hmm. 
Cheryl did it for the first series and then the last series they were a guest judge and then she's on this season. Yep. So how is Darren doing? She's claustrophobic, Darren. She can sniff out a bargain. It's Selena Malinsky. Call her a manager because she's always managing these girls. Margarita Precatan is here. She takes a song and makes a cover and by cover she means you might want to cover your ears. Okay. Teresa's off to a good start. That was funny. Yeah. We've got big movie star Macaulay Culkin. Now I have to say it. There was not a lick of makeup on Scarlett's face. That boy was full boy. Yeah. And wherever she pulled that sweater from, good job. She literally pulled this character out of her ass. It probably was what they had themselves, right? Like, Or it could have been one of the other queens. Like, I would not be surprised if she begged one of the queens for... for uh, the, it was pink. I mean, usually um, Kevin has a red one, but it, it worked. Yeah, it did. Bruce says they're happy he's here. And Macaulay just screams. And that was it. Rhea was done. Won her over. Next is Jocelyn G. Essen. She likes to cook dirty rice. And now we know why Van in Milan has been saying dirty rice. Yeah. The whole time. Exactly. Shut up. It's Sammy Childs. Oh, shut up. Are you right, honey? She can't remember her child's name. As someone who is not familiar with this person from TOWIE, right over my head. Yeah. And she likes it hot. It's Nigella Lawson. What is her favorite dish? Well, she has so many recipes. Dirty rice is in her new book, but it's a slightly dirtier rice than that lovely lady's. It's dirty, dirty, dirty. But she loves nothing more than roasting a chorizo, letting the fresh oils drip seductively down her breasts. And then she likes to lap up the fluids from the sous spoon. Did you expect Elevade to have this in her? I think so, yeah. Like, I think out of this season, I followed them the longest on Me too. Instagram. Um, and I knew that they're, I mean, they've been on the West End, I'm pretty sure. So, like, mm-hmm. there has to have been some sort of, like, you know, because they weren't even bad in the acting challenge. They just didn't have, like, the Shine. time. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Um, yeah, I was happy for them. All right, first question. Michelle Visage is launching a new fragrance. It's called Blank for She Who Is. Gemma followed her heart and said, Diva, 10 points for the GC because it's a match and that rarely happens on this fucking show. Yeah. (laughs) Macaulay says, Arse, and then screams, and Rue is dead. (laughs) Jocelyn says, If Gwyneth Paltrow can do it, so can Michelle. So she said, Pum Pum. And Jocelyn will explain it's the split, the between me down there. Yeah, uh, She gets a little bit of assistance from Judy Love, who's explaining this as well. Amy says, well, Reem. And I guess that's a catchphrase. And Gemma retorts that no one says that, honey, Reem is 10 years ago. Um, I love this little back and forth. Yeah, that was fun. It's always, it's always good when, if you have someone your character knows or can relate to because you have that instant banter you can do. Yeah, but not if only one's doing it. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Kitty was the only one who bantered with anybody. Yeah. Because even when Ella tried to, Vanity did not pick it up at all. Nope. Nigella says, Pum Pum Potatoes are in her new book. She says, Mikroave. Shout out to that viral video. I don't know if you've seen it before, but I, it took me watching this to watch it 
She's insane, Nigella Lawson. Ridiculous. That's a real thing that happened? It's a real thing that happened. I think it was a joke, but because she like then came out and said, oh, it's a joke between me and my husband or something. I was like, yeah, okay, good cover. (sighs) But I'm now going to only call it a microave. Microave. All right, next question. X-Men is adding a drag queen character with unusual superpower. She can kill a man with just one blank. What would you say in this uh, question? Um, I would say just like one look. Okay, okay. It's the, well, it's, Charity it's like Shop- the go-to, right? Like, mm-hmm. Charity Shop Sue says flick, like flick of the hair. Nothing, crickets. Yeah. Margarita Precatan says sniff of her dirty tights. She goes on to say that she's heard that her queens are very smelly, especially that Spanish one, Teresa. This is back to what you were saying. Where do the dirty tights come from? She's trying to, like, it's one of those things where I think Teresa thought it was going to be, like, a much better, like, catchphrase or something that would, like, blow up. And And it actually just blew up in her face because it is nothing. But also, like, why are you, like, you don't, you're supposed to be playing this specific time mm-hmm. and game. Like you don't know about drag. Right. right. And that's the thing is I don't think Teresa really knew how to play snatch game. Yeah. Amy child says spray Tam. Interesting superpower to have not a match. And Nigella Lawson says radiant, rampant, rich and relatable reverse cowgirl. Stupid and funny. It's it's the alliteration that made it work. Yeah, I mean everyone loves an alliteration. Alliteration mm-hmm. um, and a sexual one to that. And it seems like that is the character too. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like that is Nigella. So <laughs> it is. The chat show Loose Women is doing a spinoff with on all drag queen cast called Blank Women. Gemma is all gamed out. She's had enough of playing games. It's like having a job 24-7 for two days. You're all obsessed with me, and I love it. So what did she say? She didn't put an answer because she's all gamed out. This was pulled straight from uh, yeah. Gemma Collins on Celebrity Big Brother. Yep. Very, very funny. Um, did you know that there is a Celebrity Big Brother happening in Australia right now? No. We Americans have sent two of our worst representatives in the planet to play that game. Would you like to know who? <laughs> no. <laughs> who is it? Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Amorosa <laughs> and Caitlyn Jenner. I was going to ask if it was fucking Caitlyn Jenner. Wait, is it? They've. It's called uh, Big Brother no, VIP. No one's watching it though, right? No, not at all. I'm no. All right. Charity Shop Sue says let's women. have them locked in a house so they can't do any more damage. <laughs> right? Like lock it's them in true, a house. That's true. And Amorosa's already played Big Brother, so she's she knows how to play that game, so she's fine. Krakatan says mysterious women and continues to say that men wonder if she's a real ginger, and if they don't believe her, she gets her phone out and shows them a picture of her children. That is funny. But because it was just not funny coming after what she did before. I think she just lost her momentum. But that was a funny line. That was that was cute. I don't know if I still get it. Because her children would have been redheads also. Yeah, but I just I don't find that she funny. was going it w- okay, it's 
funny. Because she's not going to show her, her her down there. She's going to show her kids instead to prove that she's a redhead. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. I would have said I would have shown my badge. Yeah, but that was the whole joke is that she that's what she was going to say. And then she turn, turns it around and says her child, a picture of her children. I told you I did watch this at like 3 a.m. morning. Yeah, so like, okay. yeah. Sober or drunk? Probably drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, you know what Macaulay says? Macaulay says, you've got five seconds to get your dirty yellow no good keister off my property or I'll pump your guts full of lead. Now, either Scarlett has this movie memorized or she was really prepared for this character just in case. Um, I don't think that that's the actual line verbatim. So I think that they, they probably didn't actually, they probably just know of. Yeah. But just the fact, like, I don't think I would have been able to, like, pull that out of my ass. So good for her. I mean, if you're called Macaulay Culkin all the time, I guess you might as well lean into it. Do some research, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy was a glamorous model when she was 18, and her answer is glamour. Flatline. Yep. And finally, Graham Norton is so camp when he takes his dog for a walk, he and his dogs wear matching blank. Gemma says candy swimsuit and does a costume change and says, you ain't ever going to get this candy, which is a whole um, Gemma Collins moment. I don't know if you've seen Kitty's Instagram, but she does a picture of her in a pool with the candy swimsuit, which was a direct pull from this uh, shoot that Gemma Collins did. Good for that. And you know who did the photograph? Friend of the podcast, Maddie Parks. Yes, Maddie Parks. Charity Shop Sue says she has her covered and says crown. Stop the show. She won. Just just wasn't funny. Yeah. Yeah, it really just wasn't big enough, right? Yeah. Ms. Kingston put Batty Riders. And once again, it's Judy Love to save the day who has to explain this and shares that they are tiny shorts that stick up right underneath. And finally, Nigella had to alliterate she says gorgeous gray, gorging gowns and guzzling gummies in her recipe book. And that was it. That was Snatch Game. That sound means that her macrowave meal is ready. And once Rue said that, we knew Ella was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. On a scale of good to bad, where did this Snatch Game fall for you? I would say just over, like just under the good line mm-hmm. you know like that's fair i mean you look at the last two i mean nothing compares to fucking bimini from last season right like that was just hit right. out of the park hysterical the whole entire go through even if everyone else floundered it still was funny the whole damn time and i feel like you had that yeah. a little bit with kitty and ella but it just everyone else wasn't was- the same yeah, it wasn't the same levels. It's elimination day, and according to Ella, a few girls should be slightly worried. Kitty puts on her wig and asks, do you ever put on a wig and feel like Jesus Christ? Is that a thing? Do you do that? Do you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm Jesus Christ? Um, I mean, because I'm bearded, <laughs> there are times that I put on wigs and I'm like, fuck, I could look like Jesus. Um, but no, I never feel like I'm... A, an amazing gift because I'm in drag. And Ella says, well, Jesus asked for an all-inclusive holiday. Come on, fat jokes coming from the trade of the season. 
Vanity says it's funny that in Snatch Game you play a character and it took her back to childhood where she had to play a character, aka a straight person. She had to be the ghetto kid, but in her bedroom she was twerking listening to Beyonce. Her parents knew before she did. Kitty never had to come out. Her mom told her she could bring a girl home or a boy. It was normal to her. Teresa, we learned, came out at 11. They forgot about it until she was 18 and things got darker with her and her dad. He never said he had a problem with her and felt like he was struggling with his son being gay. He now loves and respects her and she was scared to tell him she did drag, but he loves Teresa now. Crystal speaks up for the first time and it's the first time we're going to learn anything about Crystal Versace this entire season. Her dad didn't mind her being gay, but more so about wearing makeup. They didn't see eye to eye and it was just hard for them to get on. She didn't connect with him because he didn't understand this, but the show brought them together and makes him understand her and her art form. And then River came out when she was 15, but wasn't comfortable because of how being gay felt. Ella says that they forget as queer people how much stress we're under as kids that others don't have to go through. Did you have struggles when you came out? Um, I mean, I actually didn't even think about kind of like the stresses as Ella was mm-hmm. saying, but I do feel that as queer people, we are more often than not, like more mature than our counterparts. And I think that it mm-hmm. has something to do with the fact that we are um, under like this more of stress and just like constantly thinking about how we're being perceived, which is not really a thing that a normal quote unquote 10 year olds or nine year old, whatever age you are, mm-hmm. is kind of thinking about. Um, funny story that I can tell you like off camera, um, but I only just came out to my dad this summer before I left from the UK. I mean, like he knows I do drag. He's met my ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. but like legitimately like verbally said uh, words too. So, I mean, it's always a process, right? It's always just, it's, it's a journey for everybody. And that brings up what happened next, because this is where I related as Scarlett says, saying the words gay was tough. It took me a very long time to be able to say that I was gay. Um, because I mean, you and I were a little older than the kids these days who are able to come out younger. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's, it was a very different life back back in the day when we were in high school. But I, I mean, for me, I was still straight until college. So it wasn't that bad. No one, no one suspected the thing. It was actually a shock for a lot of people, surprisingly now. But well, Scarlett yeah, says she was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go on. No, Scarlett says she was so ashamed of who she was that she would analyze the way she would walk, talk, and dress to see if she was acting gay. Scarlett was called all the names under the sun. She says she knows that they think she talks loud, but she promised herself that she would be the loudest person in the room. She will use her humor to get through the things because she doesn't want to be the person in school who gets bogged down. Now we learn about Ella, who coming out was trying most of her life to not be gay. She grew up in a tiny village where being gay was shameful. She was worried she would disappoint her mom and thought you wouldn't have a wife and kids and grandkids and all the things that we are told are normal. Even through college, she was desperate to not make her parents ashamed. She is reserved because she's only been this way for 10 years. Her family had no issue with it, and she's sad that she couldn't embrace herself sooner. And again, this is another one that I can relate to because I really didn't officially come out openly and tell my parents until I think like 2017. 
And I felt like I really wasted my 20s. I didn't get to explore. And I feel like I'm doing that exploration that I should have done when I was younger now. Um, and it's really hard. Yeah, I mean, de I've definitely felt Scarlett and Ella's story probably the most, um, as, as you said as well. Um, I mean, I had been out for a very long time. I think I came out to my older brother at like 14, but it wasn't until I found drag that I even felt like I was living my true authentic, like queer life, not... Um, constantly thinking about every single move or how I was always like perceived out of drag almost. Yeah. It's really interesting that we are at this point in the drag race franchise where we can still watch the show and every season have this conversation and it still always end up the same yet still affect us every single time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the reasons I, I know that there are so many people who have so many um, critiques on Rue and who they are. But, but at the end of the day, like just to see gay queer people, um, we know it's a lot of cis men and hopefully that is changing. However, it's still it's you just you feel it, you know, like you get the story and that's not for so long, we didn't get that in mainstream mm -hmm. media. Like our storylines were always belittled to the sidekick or the gay best friend or, you know, the one who gets killed. Um, but it's, you're right. I mean, it happened, you know, how many times we have, we have, I would say like three or four of the same topics every season. Mm -hmm. HIV and being undetectable, which Charity did an incredible job this season. You have like fat shaming or some sort of, you know, mental health issue, um, eating disorder, you know, type of thing. And then like you have, you know, coming out stories and how your family, you know, shunned you or, or you know, and how it came out. And it does hit every single time, hands down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, let's head over to the runway where Rue was wearing a fuchsia and yellow thing and I don't know how to feel about it. I really did not love it. It was weird. Rue's fashion on this season is not my favorite. I don't know. Do you know when this was filmed? This would have been around February, March-ish. Are you sure? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, because I just listened to an interview that River did, and she, uh, for those who want to know, um, Amy Childs was not her first choice, second choice, third choice, or fourth choice. Um, she had a couple other characters that she couldn't do that, that because they were done on season two and because they were filming as it was airing, she had no idea. So it was They filmed series three while series two was airing. Correct. Interesting. Okay. I thought it was closer to the end of the summer because of something. I feel like Ella nope. like went away on social, like the end, like June, July. Anyway. Okay. I just, I don't know. I'm thinking just in terms of like designers or something or, or else. Cause like you, yeah, to be honest, I remember the color. Was it short? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She loves showing her leg in the UK. It sure does. 
Um, speaking of things that I don't know how to feel about, Michelle's braided pigtails. Like, was this some sort of Wednesday Adams inspired look? Not good. Yeah. Graham is there. And we have special guest superstar, legendary singer Lulu. And she was on her game. She was ready to play. So how does she think someone who's taken her from crayons to perfume? She'd write across the sky in letters that soar a thousand feet high. Or she'll give them a blowjob. I was not prepared for that. Rue was not prepared for that. Michelle was not prepared for that. Graham was not prepared for that. It was hysterical. It was hilarious. I mean, it's an old lady saying she'll give someone a blowjob. I don't know why that's funny. It's just funny. Yeah. Okay. Category is feeling fruity. And in honor, we are going to play ripe or spoiled. Okay. Ready? All right, we have Theresa May, Look by Antonio Guterres, Peach by Maddie Griffiths, Jewels by Crown Jewels UK, Hair by Wigs and Grace, Nails by Jane Ward. Her pussy is like a peach. Well, stream that song now. It's so good. Have you listened to it? No. Oh my God, it's such a good song. It is a bop, and I hope they lip sync to it on Drag Race España too. All right, we'll get to that at the end of the episode, but... Um, so a peach is fuzzy, and I love that she used a peach velvet material to create this look. It is definitely inspired by Carmen Miranda, and I adore that about the look. The headpiece is brilliant. It's literally just a bunch of butts. I mean, peaches. Her makeup really works for this look, incorporating the green from the necklace and the leaves. She could have put some stones on the nude illusion part, but that's just an additional thing to help it sparkle. And then the scratch and sniff stickers on the butt were just so dumb. I really liked the look. I thought that the color was gorgeous. I do think that it was expected. Okay. As, as like who they are, you know what I mean? Like being the mm -hmm. Spanish Teresa, I like saw, like it obviously was a little bit different because it was peaches and not like the standard, you know, Chiquita Banana you know, yeah. same, same fruits up there, but I still kind of just like saw it already, if that makes sense. That's fair. I can, I can understand that. Michelle says she enjoyed the peachy look. Lulu got the look immediately as she is a fan of Carmen Miranda movies. Graham says she fulfilled the brief. He got, says that Marie, Margarita Precaton seemed like a comedy character, but that was her. He said she did a good job at being her, but she was running out of steam. Ruth says at this point in the competition, they are splitting hairs. She wasn't able to take her beyond the obvious. I think, okay. all, I think all decent critiques, right? Like, yes. We'll get to was she really the worst, second worst? Because I don't know if she was. The look, I'll give it a ripe. I'll give it a ripe, but expected. The audience was 89% ripe, 11% spoiled. Next up, we have Crystal Versace, hair by Crystal, face by Dr. Motox, look Ooh. by Freak Couture. If this was the first runway, we would all be gooped and gagged and freaking out. Clearly, Abraham Levy has such influence on drag artists, it's wild at this point in time. The colors she chose are perfect for a dragon fruit. The ombre from yellow to fuchsia on the corset and sleeves was wonderful. I think the black stones on the white bodysuit was smart, but my eye had to adjust to it because it just looked weird. The high pony and lime green cute is this original. 
No, Crystal is starting to plateau, and this is not a good time in the game to do it, as some of the other girls are catching up. This, again, to me, is another thing that's expected. Not necessarily the colors, but the silhouette. She's looking like a lot of other Rue girls. Well, yeah. So the first time that she came out with it, I was at a viewing party, and I just kept yelling, okay, Aquaria. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, that's literally it. So... What I said when I saw it was what Michelle said about charity in the Spice Girls, where if you lined everybody up or if you looked at her alone, would you think fruits? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah, like, I don't know. May, like now that you said, okay, the black with the seeds and the coloring, yes. But like you, you look at Teresa and you immediately are just like, Oh, you're fruit inspired. Peach, peach, peach. Yeah, yeah no, I totally agree. I, I think it was a stretch. Um, and she definitely does get a little bit of a pass here. Michelle gives her credit for pushing herself as charity shop. Sue, did it suck? No. Did it miss some things? Yes. She says the outfit is nice, but it's like the plaid one she made. Graham says um, it fell apart was choosing the character because it's somebody else's jokes. If he had never seen her before, he would be wowed, but he holds her to a higher standard and she sets the bar high. Lulu says she is a space-age starfruit and says "Look, she looked pretty cool. Rue had fun with her charity shop, shop soon. She is proud at 19 that she has found what she is good at and what God has chosen for her. She was born to be a drag queen. If I were any other girl standing up there, I'd be like, why are we even competing? Can we just give her the crown now? I don't know, though, because honestly, like watching so far, she's gotten help every single episode. Mm hmm. Yeah. And she's again, she's being held at a higher standard and she does look good. And but uh, let, let's be honest, her snatch game bombed. Yeah. The look is good. It's, she's always going to look good. It's a, it's a ripe for me. Ripe. Audience agrees, 73% ripe, 27% spoiled. Next, we have Scarlet Harlot, look by Anastasia Bull. Fine, it's not a good look, whatever, I love her still. I think it was very brave to just take the name and use it as the color. Nothing about this look reminded me of an actual lime. You have to commend her for trying yet another new silhouette. Unfortunately, this made her lose her petite body. I'm typically not a fan of the neon green hair because it looks artificial, so just a straight down lime green wig was not going to cut it for me. Yeah. I mean, they definitely could have elevated it in terms of like, you could have been like tequila and lime or, or, you know, or like had a lime fascinator or something just yeah. to give it that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause once again, on her Instagram, she said she had a different idea or concept or a different look, but she didn't use it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it's, I can't imagine doing this competition, <laughs> truly. Like, I, um, because yeah, I mean, hard. you put them all together once again, and it's like, mm, are you, you know, yeah. like, I don't know, you get lime quicker than I got dragon fruit because it's lime green. That's fair. Absolutely. So Michelle saw it was Macaulay Culkin, and she was like, ah, and she did the ah, and she was like, oh my God, is she going to do it again? It's so funny. She's going to ignore the runway color. She says there are parts that work and parts that don't, and something more could have told them she was a lime. 
Graham says she won't be booked for the Royal Variety anytime soon. And Lulu says she looks great, but it was a wet lettuce. So blunt and honest. I love it. Yeah, honestly, Lulu, like, hands down, like, wins this episode, I think. Um, I love I you, do, Scarlet Harlot. I do agree. Go yeah, ahead. I love you too, Scarlet. I, I do agree with Michelle, but at the same time, like, we've heard Michelle say, you're using it too much, you know? We're like, so I guess it depends on what tickles her fantasy, yeah. right? You know, of mm-hmm. being like, oh, don't rely, you already did that once, so don't do it again. But like, literally all Scarlet did was that. Yeah. Like I said, I love you, Scarlet, but this is a spoiled for me. I still kind of like it. Say it. Spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Audience was 18% ripe, 82% spoiled. Oh boy. River Medway. Look and hair by River. Drag race is hard. And when you're broke, drag queen, this is proof. I hate to say it, but it's barely even arts and crafts. The bowl looks like a boat. The fruit being a rainbow was a cute concept, but that just looked cheap. Adding the rhinestones to the new delusion did give her a little bit of a sparkle, but it was not enough to save this. If you told me this was from a design challenge, I might have believed you. I actually kind of liked it. No! Why? Please tell me. I mean, everything, like, like from bowl up. If that okay. makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, the mm-hmm. fact that she thought fruit cup and not just one specific fruit. I th- The fact that it's a rainbow, gay, rainbow, mm-hmm. cute. I thought the hair and the face were gorge. And to be honest, she still fucking looks better than tea and coffee and that fucking ice cream. You know, like... <laughs> So she, uh, Tia Coffee does um, weekly interviews for Attitude and she interviewed um, uh, River and they both joked that they're going to go on tour as the um, fruit bowl and ice cream uh, cone tour. I mean, hey, listen, I've gotten many a tip wearing my ice cream cone. <laughs> That's true. Well, Michelle says she was doing sock lines from series one and two of Towie. She was let down. She says the look is very crafty and there are they are at the point in the competition where crafty on purpose has to be brought to the next level. Graham says the improv skills are not everyone, that not everyone has them. Lulu says everyone was else was a little more on. She says it's not a bowl or a basket, but an upside down umbrella. She's gorgeous. Up from the head. It's spoiled. Doesn't work. Not for me. I'm I'm gonna say like bottom spoiled, but like I enjoy the t- like top up. That's fair. The audience twelve percent ripe, eighty eight percent spoiled. Next we have Ella of a Day. Look by Amici Queen's hair by NR Wigs Jewels by Bling Bling UK Nails by Kaz Claus. Okay, so did we need to see the green in the train to know that she was a watermelon? Probably not, because it was the worst part of the look, but. When we saw that dress, it was beautiful. If you told me she had this pink dress in her closet and she just threw stones on it, I'd say that was a very smart queen. It's sexy and playful, yet has a sense of elegance to it. And I think the white hair is rather simple, but I like that it allows you to focus on the garment rather than her face and hair. So I will say um, it's the only dress that I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um. I hated the jewelry. I thought that the really 
yeah, I thought that the green was way too, it was way too much. I feel like I may, I would have maybe paired it with like black, like black seeds okay. type of something or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, we knew exactly what it is right away. And this is a dress that looked great on her. I feel like her padding is always a little bit too low. Okay. She's very curvaceous. She really shows that very round hourglass. She has the full hourglass. But yeah, I do feel like it's always just the tiniest bit too low. Okay. That's fair. Good critique. Actually, no, Michelle that says... That's fine. <laughs> You're just drunk. Yeah. Michelle says she was waiting for a fabulous Nigella to make an appearance and she has arrived. She knew that she had it and could make Rue laugh. She calls the watermelon dress campy but glamorous. Graham says this was one of those characters that could go wrong. There's innuendo, but the trouble is going too far, and she didn't do that. Lulu calls her superb and loves watermelon. The game is high with her this week. Rue says if you ever want to learn how to do Snatch Game, this was it. So L of the Day has set the standard for Snatch Game. Yep. Yeah. It's ripe. Good luck. I will say, though, that there wasn't really, and correct me if I'm wrong, there wasn't a lot of back and forth with Rue. Like no, be, because Rue would ask the question, she would answer it, and Rue would die. Rue couldn't give a, another response, yeah, because she was laughing at it. Um, because it's again like, what do you say to that? It's just funny. But no, I understand. I totally understand what you're saying. But you look at Kitty, who is, was able to volley back and forth with Rue. Um, yeah, and also we never know what actually, you know, is on the cutting room floor. Exactly. This look is a ripe. Yeah, it's ripe. Ripe watermelon. Audience, 78% ripe, 22% spoiled. Vanity de Milan, no designers listed. Well, if you told me she just made the headpiece and used any old dress from her closet, I'd believe you and say, not a smart queen. This was weak. I think making a weave basket out of braided hair was brilliant and it should have been the focal point, but the puffy sleeves stole any attention away. I know she was going for an African-inspired look, but with the basket and the necklace, it just segmented her in a really bad way. And that white zipper, not a white zipper. Come on. I'm really not trying to hate on her every week on the podcast, but her looks are just not matching her potential. I love the color. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I thought that the baskets were, uh, the basket was great as well. Um, I had to, uh, pause it and see if it actually was hair because you couldn't mm-hmm. really tell either. Yeah. It's such a hard thing. I mean, even if you go back to like Simone's hairdress, you're like, is that all hair? Like you just, right. sometimes it doesn't read well. Um, hated the necklace. I think it could have done without. Um, but I also, I don't know. There could have been a breastplate there. Um, so, but yeah, I, I didn't, I don't think it was, I like the sleeves. I like the silhouette, but yeah, I don't. Mm. That's fair. Michelle says she played somebody else's character because the funny is already found. She didn't get her dirty enough. She needed to go all the way there. She says she looks really pretty and not sure if she needed the neck piece. Graham says she did not. She did make him laugh along the way, but it took a while to get there. He loves the color. There's just not a lot of fruit, but plenty to go around. Lulu loves her Miss Jocelyn and the Jamaican accent. For me, this is a spoiled look. 
I agree, sadly, spoiled. Audience, 35% ripe, 65% spoiled. And finally, we have Kitty Scott Claws, hair by What a Drag UK, styled by Dakota Schiffer, look by Bang London, face by Dr. Motox. I love the vines and I love the little red riding hood inspiration, but I needed bolder fruit. I love to see her change up the hair color with the light brown. Very pretty on her. This is an elevated catsuit, but just a bit confusing. I think if you amplified it more with the camp, she might have been the winner of the week. But the look held her back. Yeah, it just was it. It didn't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> was it cherries? Are cherries on vines like that? Like, I just. I don't it know. was. A, I thought it was like a cherry tree. It was right? just a little disjointed. Yeah. It was like ivy. Yeah, it totally was. Michelle says she did Gemma Collins better than Gemma Collins does Gemma Collins. She loves the cherry look, but wants to know why her cherries have veins. Graham says her Gemma Collins was so accurate that it was slightly unsettling. He says her look looks like a giant bollock, but it looks dazzling. Lulu says her look is beautifully made and the vines going up her leg gave her shape. Rue says the outfit is gorgeous. Kitty says just not on her. And Rue says no, to which Kitty says Crystal jump, just slip on this, on, just slip this on and Rue is cackling. Rue loves Kitty, but like we said, it's the banter between the two of them that Kitty is doing so well. She's so, so wonderful. I mean, yeah, like even to you go back to the reading, to the to the fact that like they even could like turn to them and be like, Rue, yeah. Charles, you know? Um, but I don't know. I could, I see if the next couple, the next couple episodes are going to be uh, interessante because. Yeah, they're going to be very telling. Yeah. I'm on the fence. I think for me, this is like the bottom of the ripe, like right on the line. You mean the top of the ripe? Oh, bottom of the ripe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah same. All right. But audience 56% ripe, 44% spoiled. Well, we're going to Untuck Junior, where Kitty feels so amazing that she knocks a drink over. We've never seen that on Untuck on, uh, on before, right? I don't think so. They're always sipping it real hard. Right. GC, it's time for KSC. Kitty was so happy to get the feedback. It wouldn't be a gag if she had a lip sync now. Ella is thrilled that she proves she is a comedian. Scarlett was proved wrong, as Ella does, in fact, have personality. We love when a queen can eat their words later. Yes, yes. Teresa, though, is a bit upset. She looks amazing tonight and is pissed off that they said it wasn't her best or her worst. She just wished they just screamed, meh. We know Rue loves a meh. River didn't hear anything she wasn't expecting, but she knows she still deserves to be there and she can bounce back. Crystal, meanwhile, thinks she'll be lip syncing. She says that Michelle was right about the silhouette and Graham was right that she came up with a huge standard. And Scarlett feels right. She's still going on about being picked last um, week and how she wanted to prove them wrong. And she could kiss the ground because she did. She reversed her fate. Scarlett wants to get her punches in and asks River if she still feels like she's on an upward trajectory. And River says, yeah, she saw it after the lip sync. It wasn't about her as a human, but she saw where she was in the competition. And now we finally have Kitty who is going to stand up for Scarlett a little more and says she understands Scarlett's point of view. She knows she would feel like shit. And how could you not take it as a character assassination? Would you? 
I mean, that's like what I said earlier. I, I'm pretty sure I did say, how do you bounce back from that? Because yeah. um, I think I'm self-aware enough to know of, of how reality, reality television works and how the human psyche works. This is that, why would I say someone else if someone else just said someone, you know? Right. Like, why would I say to send home someone else if I, if I was not going first, you know what I mean? And like, that's all on everybody else. But like, I would rather, I would rather join a full, full bandwagon moment, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, it it sucks to say, but it's like, then at least you have only one person feeling bad. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, River does apologize for how it all came out and Scarlett accepts it. Vanity thinks she might be lip syncing, and Scarlett says, use that one single talent. Full circle. We love it. It's coming back. All right. Rue brings back her girls and has decided that Ella Day is the winner of the week. Kitty, Scarlett, Crystal, and Vanity are safe, leaving Teresa and River as the bottom two. I will say, I did really fully, truly think that uh kitty was going to get a badge as well and it was going to be a double snatch win because that had right it, it happened season one with vivian and baga yeah but even in the in the u.s right yeah um i'm not that i can't fully remember but definitely badges wise season one was a double win yeah because that's when things were a lot more willy-nilly and Rue was giving multiple wins out and we're like, what is happening? This never happens. But, but I, I, um, I I think maybe because of the outfit, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if Kitty won solo or if Kitty won with Ella. I just, yeah. you know, I think it was... I personally do not think Teresa should have been in the bottom. It should have been Crystal. I do think Rue wanted crystal around longer and was fucking terrified that river could actually beat her in a lip sync. Um, I think it should have been vanity. Sure. I would put, you can put vanity there too. I feel like for me with crystal, I need her to fucking prove herself. She needs, she needs that moment in down um begging for her life she's she's getting past the on pass and for me every winner needs to have an arc they need to have a reason to fail and to be um to have that growth back up um every good winner has that when we talk about winners who've coasted and just dominated season you have people like carmen corolla from espana envy peru um and we love them but it's they just kept dominating the entire season, and that's not fun. I haven't watched Espania, so now I guess I don't have it, to listen. Listen, it's been out there for how many no, months? I, know, so I, no, I, I mean, I, I was thinking, I was thinking immediately of Envy. I was thinking, yeah. you know, I mean, the Vivian did kind of coast for a really long time, but then they had the challenge where they were in the bottom, they did lip sync, mm-hmm. and they did damn do it. People want right. to shit on Bianca, but you know, Bianca wasn't she dominated. Like, she dominated, but she didn't win every single episode and she right. didn't, um, she wasn't confident in every, you know, she, in mm-hmm. every single challenge, you know, um, I just, it, yeah, I, I don't know if Crystal be in, it would be in the pick for my top three, if you asked me if I had a top three. Yeah. Well, 
the song is Shout by Lulu, and this should be a fun one. Have you ever performed this song before? Um, so not in drag, no, but this was my fraternity song. And we ended uh-huh. every single party and mixer that we ever had. Even <laughs> now that we're older, we always do it at the weddings. Oh my God. Um, so yes, I know the song very, very well. Well, the kiss of death for Teresa was the wig. She should have had something on underneath the headpiece. She should have had it on. Um, and then River D. Bowling allowed her more freedom, but we were forced to see that um, tights. And she was asked about it in one of her interviews. And she's, and Tia asked her, why not just ha- wear panties? And she said, why would I have panties on? You weren't, you weren't supposed to see that anyway. Teresa was so worried about her wig that she actually did have fear in her eyes and she would make bigger steps to make sure the wig did not fall off. Um, I think River was cute and sexy, but it was very small when she performs. Even the cartwheels didn't even have that much of an impact because your eyes were still over at um, Teresa, who's wild and crazy. What did you think about the lip sync? Um, I would have had River uh, stay. I thought that it was just cleaner. Um, mm-hmm. Lip synced the whole entire time. I do think that Teresa lost some of her words when they were so focused on yes. the hair. Um, mm-hmm. We know how Rue feels about hair. We know. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. At that point, I just once again, going into thinking if I would ever be in this competition, like if you should prepare every single outfit to think that you may be lip syncing. Yeah. So in terms of like, I literally would have had a clear helmet. Like it would have been a helmet. It's not a hair piece. Right. It's legitimately a helmet. So it's not moving. Yep. Well, the song finishes and Rue looks pissed. So pissed. That it's a double sachet. Both River and Teresa are out of here. You said you would have kept River. I would have kept Teresa just because I think she has a little more potential. And she had a slightly better track record than River, in my opinion. But I don't think it was deserving of a double sachet. And this is, I think, the third time in franchise history that it's happened. I think that it was just because that there was a double Shantae already you know like they but but like here here's the the stat though there are five contestants left and four episodes are we going to have another double shantae are we going to have a winner's lip sync the math doesn't add up they should not have eliminated someone because they're going to have to keep two people again the math doesn't add up rue fucked up big time so i don't know what's going to happen well, I also think it's because they didn't think about uh, Victoria leaving. Correct. Absolutely. So it technically probably would have been. Um, I don't know. I think both the double Shantae and the double Sachet were just not warranted this season. I agree. I don't, I'm not sure what Rue is looking at, looking for, or if we're playing the highly produced game of these are the people I want at the end. And if they're not fitting the narrative, we have to adjust the narrative. I do think um, that Teresa is definitely better television. Um, absolutely. But I, do, 
I do think that River like had some really great, like lovely moments, like with the Mm -hmm. mom and touched a lot of people. They were my underdog. I thought that they were going to make it to the top because I thought that they were just going to like bang on and just keep on. She she will be, you know, both of them will be lovely all stars one day. Yeah. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap up the podcast. Are you ready? Hit me. What are Teresa and River's legacies? Um, I mean, I guess Teresa's would be her dirty tights that we don't understand at all. <laughs> Fair. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, River's, I just, I guess it would be that point, right? Right from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I mean, I, you, I asked you before and you said no, but ha- why haven't you streamed My Pussy is Like a Peach by Teresa May? It's I, on, Ad- U- on Apple. It's on YouTube. She featured four Drag Race España queens in the music video. She shot it in my I honestly t- have it. I didn't even know it, 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 it occurred. I actually don't think yeah. I follow them on Instagram. Okay, so fun fact, friends. Um, Teresa actually sang a song called my pussy is like a peach at all of her shows so when she saw this was a prompt for the runway she knew this was fate to make her song a reality so this was technically all planned out and she her peach look was part of her gig before uh drag race so smart and that's why she's so upset because this was for people who knew her this was her brand this was her so it, it's 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 hard. When so this was her you know, own song, her own song that she made even before. Uh, like just like the the chorus of it, she would sing at her shows, and then Got they it. expanded into a full song. But she, the Peach thing is a whole is a Teresa thing. That's so, funny. Very funny. Well, this is a hard question, and I think you and I are on very different pages. But after six episodes, the winner is. I don't know because honestly, like the only person, well, okay. So as of right now, there's like three people who haven't really stumbled fully, right? Mm -hmm. Like Ella hasn't lip synced. Nope. Crystal or Kitty all haven't lip synced either. Correct. Um, In terms of winner, I don't, I don't know. Um, I could see it being Scarlet just because there have been such hardships. And as you discussed, mm-hmm. you know, we love a trajectory. Um, Kitty could and, but needs just like us needs to dominate the next two. I mean, listen, there have been, uh, winners who have never won and then just killed the finals. Um, few and far between, I think it's only been Sasha. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she she had like double wins. I think she she like tied. She had a tie. Um, she didn't have a solo Shay. win, so she had a tied win yeah. with um with Shay. But yeah, so who you know who knows? I mean, I love. I truly love Kitty. Mm-hmm. Same. Truly, She's amazing. Yeah, I truly love Scarlet. Um, I I think that they have a better story if you're trying to like have a, a personal relationship with a winner. Um, Ella is kind of like unseasoned chicken. <laughs> um, Vanity, unless they pull out full stops, I don't think is going to be there much longer. Unfortunately, I feel like they could be an incredible 
All Star. Um, I've seen some of their performances like off Drag Race, and like they're it. I just that essence just isn't there, or yeah. or something isn't there. You know, who knows what they're going with uh, behind? And then that's it, right? Crystal. Oh, right, and Crystal. I think Crystal's got it, and I really think Crystal's got it simply for the critiques again this week. Michelle gave her a pass, Graham gave her a pass, and Rue basically said, you were born to do drag. That that That's basically, it's it's very much feeling like the Aquaria um, trajectory, though Aquaria did better than Crystal is currently doing. But I do think it, it's an age thing. She's She's young. Um, so if she does in fact win, I think it is also retribution for someone like Bimini who people wanted to win. And this would be the fashion queen, the future drag eye uh, queen winning. I just don't know if she deserves it. And that's what I'm scared of. But I just, at this point in the game, I can't see Scarlet winning. I can't see Vanity winning. Um, Kitty could pull it out and I would be absolutely thrilled. And I don't see Ella winning simply for the edit because we, it took six episodes for her to show up. Yeah, so I, I honestly, I, I do think, like we said, the next two episodes will be very telling. Um, yeah. And I am available if we want to chat again. I know you're probably fully booked up, but um, I we've always had some great ass UK series chatter yeah. because I think I did the finale of series one, the opening of series mm-hmm. two, and now we're at the halfway pinnacle you know, yeah. snatch game moment. Um, so thank you for it's always true. having me. But, of course. Yeah. Well, well, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I, I really, truly, this next episode is, do, yeah. we, do we recall what the... Uh, the fugly ball. The oh, fugly ball. ball. It's a design challenge, yeah. <sighs> yeah it's going to be quite telling. Yes, indeed. There is. I, I well, could, where can the, the 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 listeners find you on social media? I guess PayPal, because y'all don't have Venmo out there anymore, right? You can't you can't use Venmo. So technically, I can still be paid on Venmo. Um, I can't. I personally can't do anything uh, because I. So it just sit there. No, so I so if you pay me, I can cash it out. But like for example, like I couldn't send you money or anything like that gotcha. okay, uh, because okay. It, it's linked to phone numbers and I changed my phone number over here. So I no longer have gotcha. my 631 area code and I will never have that number ever again, um, which is super sad. Um, I've had it since I'm 12, <laughs> almost 20 years. Oh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but that's also crazy in itself anyway. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook at Hariola Grande, H-A-I-R-E-O-L-A, Grande, G-R-A-N-D-E. Um, I have a link tree that's now in my uh, Instagram as well. Uh, just because everything that I'm doing over here, there are, it's ticketed. So I was at a couple right. of ticketed events. Um, so I was just like, this is just the easiest thing to do. I am working on some new merch. Everyone that I hand out my business cards to are just like, this should be a sticker. Uh, the issue that I'm running into is it says fucking. So um, a lot of people don't want to produce that. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Michael. Cheerio. 
the biggest thanks to Harryola for hopping on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>